Act Two of Hay Fever by Norrell Coward. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Two. It is after dinner on the Saturday evening. Everyone is talking and arguing. The following scene should be played with great speed. Who'll go out? I don't mind. No, you always guess it too quickly. What do we have to do? Choose an adverb and then... Someone goes out, you see, and comes in and you've chosen a word among yourselves and she or he or whoever it is asks you some sort of question and you have to... Not an ordinary question, Simon. They have to ask them to do something in the manner of the word, and then... Then you see, you act whatever it is. The answer to the question, you see? Richard, apprehensively. What sort of thing is one expected to do? Quite usual things, like reciting if or playing the piano. I can't play the piano. Never mind, you can fake it as long as it conveys an idea of the word. The word we've all thought of. Sorrel, impatient. Yes, the word we've chosen when whoever it is is out of the room. I'm afraid I don't quite understand yet. Never mind, I'll explain. You see, someone goes out. I'll go out the first time, just to show her. It's quite simple. All you have to do is just act in the manner of the word. Look here, everybody. I'm going out. All right, go on. The history game's awfully good when two people go out and come back as Queen Elizabeth and Crippen or somebody. Sandy despondently. I'm no earthly good at this sort of thing. I'll show you, Sandy. You see... There's always how, when and where. We haven't played that for ages. We will afterwards. We'll do this one first. Go on, Sorrel. Don't be too long. She goes out. Now then. Bitterly. No, we did that last week. She'll know. Intensely. Too difficult. There was an amusing game I played once at the Harrington's house. Everyone was blindfolded except... This room's not big enough for that. What about winsomely? I wish I knew what we had to do. You'll see when we start playing. If we start playing. Mother's brilliant at this. Do you remember when we played it at the Mackenzie's? Yes, and Blanche was so cross when I kissed Freddy's ear in the manner of the word. What was the word? I can't remember. Perhaps it's as well. What about drearily? Not definite enough. Winsomely is the best. She's sure to guess it straight off. Sandy, confidentially to Jackie. These games are much too brainy for me. Young Norman Robertson used to be marvelous. Do you remember? Yes, wonderful sense of humor. He's lost it all since his marriage. I didn't know you knew him. Well, considering he married my cousin. We don't seem to be getting on with the game. We haven't thought of a word yet. Brightly. Too obvious. Very well, don't snap at me. Saucily. I've got a lovely idea for saucily. Myra at Simon. I should think rudely would be the easiest. Don't be sour, Myra. The great thing is to get an obscure word. What a pity Irene isn't here. She knows masses of obscure words. She's probably picked them up from her obscure friends. 
It's no use being catty about Irene. She's a perfect darling. I wasn't being catty at all. Yes, you were. Sorrel off. Hurry up. Quickly now. We must think. Jackie helpfully. Appendicitis. Judith witheringly. That's not an adverb. You're thinking of charades. Charades are damned good fun. Yes, but we don't happen to be doing them at the moment. Sorry. Saucily. No, winsomely's better. All right, call her in. Simon calling. Sorrel, come on, we're ready. Re-enter Sorrel. Sandy hoarsely to Simon. Which is it? Saucily or winsomely? Simon whispering. Winsomely. Sorrel to Judith. Go and take a flower out of that vase and give it to Richard. Very well. She trips lightly over to the vase, gurgling with coy laughter, selects a flower, then goes over to Richard, pursing her lips into a mock smile. She gives him the flower with a little girlish gasp at her own daring and wags her finger archly at him. Marvelous, mother! Sorrel laughing. Oh, lovely! Now, Myra, get up and say goodbye to everyone in the manner of the word. Myra rises and starts with David. Goodbye. It really has been the most delightful. No, no, no. Why? What do you mean? You haven't got the right intonation a bit. Oh, mother, darling, do shut up. Myra acidly. Remember what an advantage you have over we poor amateurs, Judith, having been a professional for so long. I don't like so long very much. Do you think we might go on now? Go to the next one. I'm not going to do any more. Oh, please do. You were simply splendid. It doesn't matter. To Richard. Light a cigarette in the manner of the word. I've forgotten what it is. Judith grimacing at him violently. You remember? Oh, yes. He proceeds to light a cigarette with great abandon, winking his eye and chuckling sorrel under the chin. Oh, no, no, no! I can't think what that's meant to be. Richard offended. I was doing my best. It's so frightfully easy and nobody can do it right. I believe you've muddled it up. You'd better go on to the next one. Which word were you doing? Whisper. Richard whispering. Saucily. I knew it. He was doing the wrong word. She whispers to him. Oh, I see. I'm so sorry. Give him another chance. No, it's Jackie's turn now. It will come round to him again, I'm afraid. Sorrel to Jackie. Do a dance in the manner of the word. Jackie giggling. <laughs> I can't. Nonsense, of course you can. I can't. Honestly, I... Simon pulling her to her feet. Go on, have a shot at it. No, I'd much rather not. Count me out. Really, the ridiculous fuss everyone makes. I'm awfully stupid at anything like this. It's only a game after all. Come along, try. Jackie dragging back. I couldn't. Please, don't ask me to. I simply couldn't. Leave her alone if she doesn't want to. 
Sorrel irritably. What's the use of playing at all if people won't do it properly? It's so simple. It's awfully difficult if you haven't done it before. Go on to the next one. Sorrel firmly. Unless everyone's in it, we won't play at all. Now don't lose your temper. Lose my temper? I like that. No one's given me the slightest indication of what the word is. You all argue and squabble and... Talk, talk, talk. Everybody talks too much. It's so surprising to me when people won't play up, after all. Jackie with spirit. It's a hateful game, anyhow, and I don't want to play it again, ever. You haven't played it at all yet. Don't be rude, Sorrel. Really, Simon? The way you go on is infuriating. It's always the way. Whenever Sorrel goes out, she gets quarrelsome. Quarrelsome? Don't worry, Jackie. You needn't do anything you don't want to. I think for the future we'd better confine our efforts to social conversation and not attempt anything in the least intelligent. How can you be so unkind, Mother? Judith sharply. Don't speak to me like that. It's all my fault. I know I'm awfully silly, but it embarrasses me so terribly doing anything in front of people. Sorrel with acidity. I should think the word was winsomely. You must have been listening outside the door, then. Not at all. Miss Corriton gave it away. Why Miss Corriton all of a sudden? You've been calling her Jackie all evening. You're far too grand, Sorrel. And you're absolutely maddening. I'll never play another game with you as long as I live. That won't break my heart. Stop, stop, stop. Simon grabbing Jackie's hand. Come out into the garden. I'm sick of this. Don't let him take you on the river. He isn't very good at it. Simon over his shoulder. Ha ha. Very funny. He drags Jackie off. Sorrel, you're behaving disgracefully. Simon ought to go into the army or something. You both ought to be in reformatories. This always happens whenever we play a game. We're a beastly family, and I hate us. Speak for yourself, dear. I can't, without speaking for everyone else, too. We're all exactly the same, and I'm ashamed of us. Come into the library, Sandy. She drags Sandy off. Charming. It's all perfectly charming. Oh, I think it would be better, Judith, if you exercised a little more influence over the children. That's right. Blame it all on me. After all, dear, you started it by snapping everybody up. You ought never to have married me, David. It was a great mistake. The atmosphere of this house is becoming more unbearable every day. And all because Simon and Sorrel are allowed to do exactly what they like. You sit upstairs all day writing your novels. Novels which earn us our daily bread. Daily bread? Nonsense. We've got enough money to keep us in comfort until we die. That will be very soon if we can't get a little peace. To Myra. Come out into the garden. I sincerely hope the night air will cool you. I don't know what's happened to you lately, Judith. Nothing's happened to me. Nothing ever does. You're far too smug to allow it. Smug? Thank you. Yes, 
smug, 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 and pompous. I hope you haven't been drinking, dear. Drinking? <laughs> That's very amusing. I think it's rather tragic at your time of life. He goes out with Myra. David's been a good husband to me, but he's wearing a bit thin now. Would you like me to go? To leave you alone for a little? Why? Are you afraid I shall become violent? Richard, smiling. No, I merely thought perhaps I was in the way. I hope you're not embarrassed. I couldn't bear you to be embarrassed. Not in the least. Marriage is a hideous affair altogether, don't you think? I'm really hardly qualified to judge, you see. Do stop being non-committal just for once. It's doubly annoying in the face of us all having lost control so lamentably. I'm sorry. There's nothing to be sorry for, really, because after all, it's your particular thing, isn't it? Observing everything and not giving yourself away an inch. I suppose it is. You'll get used to us in time, you know, and then you'll feel cosier. Why don't you sit down? She sits on sofa. I'm enjoying myself very much. It's very sweet of you to say so, but I don't see how you can be. Richard laughing suddenly. But I am. There now, that was quite a genuine laugh. We're getting on. Are you in love with Sorrel? Richard surprised and embarrassed. In love with Sorrel? Judith repentantly. Oh, now I've killed it. I've murdered the little tender feeling of comfort that was stealing over you by sheer tactlessness. Will you teach me to be tactful? Did you really think I was in love with Sorel? It's so difficult to tell, isn't it? I mean, you might not know yourself. She's very attractive. Yes, she is. Very. Have you heard her sing? No, not yet. She sings beautifully. Are you susceptible to music? I'm afraid I don't know very much about it. You probably are, then. I'll sing you something. Please do. Judith rising. It's awfully sad for a woman of my temperament to have a grown-up daughter, you know. I have to put my pride in my pocket and develop in her all the charming little feminine tricks which will eventually cut me out altogether. That wouldn't be possible. I do hope you meant that, because it was a sweet remark. She is at the piano, turning over music. Richard following her. Of course I meant it. Will you lean on the piano in an attentive attitude? It's such a help. You're an extraordinary person. Judith beginning to play. In what way extraordinary? When I first met Sorel, I guessed what you'd be like. Did you now? And am I? Richard smiling. Exactly. Oh. Well, she plays and sings a little French song. There is a slight pause when it is finished. Richard with feeling. Thank you. Judith rising from the piano. It's pretty, isn't it? Perfectly enchanting. Shall we sit down again? She reseats herself on sofa. Won't you sing any more? No, no more. 
I want you to talk to me and tell me all about yourself and the things you've done. I've done nothing. What a shame. Why not? I never realize how dead I am until I meet people like you. It's depressing, you know. What nonsense. You're not a bit dead. Do you always live here? I'm going to, from now onwards. I intend to sink into a very beautiful old age. When the children marry, I shall wear a cap. Richard smiling. How absurd. I don't mean a funny cap. You're far too full of vitality to sink into anything. It's entirely spurious vitality. If you troubled to look below the surface, you'd find a very wistful and weary spirit. I've been battling with life for a long time. Surely such successful battles as yours have been are not wearying. Yes, they are, frightfully. I've reached an age now when I just want to sit back and let things go on around me. And they do. I should like to know exactly what you're thinking about, really. I was thinking of calling you Richard. It's such a nice, uncompromising name. I should be very flattered if you would. I won't suggest you calling me Judith until you feel really comfortable about me. But I do, Judith. I'm awfully glad. Will you give me a cigarette? Richard producing case. Certainly. Judith taking one. That's a divine case. It was given to me in Japan three years ago. All those little designs mean things. Judith bending over it. What sort of things? Charms for happiness and luck and love. Which is the charm for love? That one. What a dear. Richard kissing her gently. Judith. Judith jumping. Richard! I'm afraid I couldn't help it. Judith dramatically. What are we to do? What are we to do? I don't know. David must be told everything. Richard alarmed. Everything? Judith enjoying herself. Yes, yes. There come moments in life when it is necessary to be honest. Absolutely honest. I've trained myself always to shun the underhand methods other women so often employ. The truth must be faced fair and square. Richard extremely alarmed. The truth? I don't quite understand. Dear Richard, you want to spare me, I know. You're so chivalrous, but it's no use. After all, as I said before, David has been a good husband to me, according to his lights. This may, of course, break him up, rather, but it can't be helped. He must be told. I wonder, oh, I wonder how he'll take it. They say suffering's good for writers. It strengthens their psychology. Oh, my poor, poor David. Never mind. You'd better go out into the garden and wait. Richard flustered. Wait? What for? For me, Richard, for me. I will come to you later. Wait in the summer house. I had begun to think that romance was dead, that I should never know it again. Before, of course, I had my work and my life in the theatre. But now, 
Nothing. Nothing. Everything is empty and hollow, like a broken shell. Look here, Judith. I apologize for what I did just now. I... Judith ignoring all interruption. But now you have come, and it's all changed. It's magic. I'm under a spell that I never thought to recapture again. Go along. She pushes him towards the garden, Richard protesting. But Judith... Judith pushing him firmly. Don't. Don't make it any harder for me. I am quite resolved. It is my self-appointed Calvary, and it's the only possible way. She pushes him into the garden and waves to him bravely with her handkerchief. Then she comes back into the room and powders her nose before the glass and pats her hair into place. Then, assuming an expression of restrained tragedy, she opens the library door from which she recoils, genuinely shocked. After a moment or two, Sorrel and Sandy come out rather sheepishly. Look here, Mother, I... Sorrel, what am I to say to you? I don't know, Mother. Neither do I. It was my fault, Mrs. Bliss. Judith. What a fool I've been! What a blind fool! Mother, are you really upset? Judith with feeling. I'm stunned. But darling. Judith gently. Don't speak for a moment, Sorrel. We must all be very quiet and think. It was nothing really, for heaven's sake. Nothing. I open the library door casually. And what do I see? I ask you, what do I see? I'm most awfully sorry. Shh! It has gone beyond superficial apologies. Mother, be natural for a minute. I don't know what you mean, Sorrel. I'm trying to realise a very bitter truth as calmly as I can. There's nothing so very bitter about it. My poor child. Sorrel suddenly. Very well, then. I love Sandy and he loves me. That would be the only possible excuse for your behaviour. Why shouldn't we love each other if we want to? Sandy was in love with me this afternoon. Not real love. You know it wasn't. Judith bitterly. I know now. I say, look here. I'm most awfully sorry. There's nothing to be sorry for, really. It's my fault for having been so... so ridiculous. Mother! Judith sadly. Yes, ridiculous. I'm getting old. Old. And the sooner I face it, the better. Sorrel hopelessly. But darling. Judith splendidly. Youth will be served. You're so pretty, Sorrel. Far prettier than I ever was. I'm very glad you're pretty. I feel a fearful cad. Why should you? You've answered the only call that really counts. The call of love and romance and spring. I forgive you, Sandy, completely. There. Well, that's all right, then. I resent your tone, Sorrel. You seem to be taking things too much for granted. Perhaps you don't realise that I'm making a great sacrifice. Sorry, darling. It's far from easy at my time of life to... Sorrel playing up. Mother, mother, say you understand and forgive. Understand? 
You forget, dear, I am a woman. I know you are, mother. That's what makes it all so poignant. Judith magnanimously to Sandy. If you want Sorrel, truly, I give her to you unconditionally. Sandy dazed. Thanks. Awfully, Mrs. Bliss. You can still call me Judith, can't you? It's not much to ask. Judith. Judith bravely. There now. Away with melancholy. This is all tremendously exciting, and we must all be very happy. Don't tell father, yet. We won't tell anybody. It shall be our little secret. You are splendid, mother. Nonsense. I just believe in being honest with myself. It's awfully good for one you know, so cleansing. I'm going upstairs now to have a little aspirin. She goes upstairs and turns. Ah, youth, youth, what a strange mad muddle you make of things. She goes off. Sorrel heaves a slight sigh and takes a cigarette. Well, that's that. Yes. It's all right. Don't look so gloomy. I know you don't love me, really. Sandy startled. I say, Sorrel. Don't protest. You know you don't any more than I love you. But you told Judith. Sorrel nonchalantly. I was only playing up. One always plays up to mother in this house. It's a sort of unwritten law. Didn't she mean all she said? No, not really. We none of us ever mean anything. She seemed awfully upset. It must have been a slight shock for her to discover us clasped tightly in each other's arms. I believe I do love you, Sorrel. A month ago I should have let you go on believing that. But now I can't. I'm bent on improving myself. I don't understand. Never mind. It doesn't matter. You just fell a victim to the atmosphere, that's all. There we were, alone in the library, with the windows wide open and probably a nightingale somewhere about. I only heard a cuckoo. Even a cuckoo has charm, in moderation. You kissed me because you were awfully nice, and I was awfully nice, and we both liked kissing very much. It was inevitable. Then Mother found us and got dramatic. Her sense of the theater is always fatal. She knows we shan't marry, the same as you and I do. You're under absolutely no obligation to me at all. I wish I understood you a bit better. Never mind about understanding me. Let's go back into the library. All right. They go off. After a moment's pause, David and Myra enter from the garden. And, you see, he comes in and finds her there, waiting for him. She hadn't been away at all. No, and that's psychologically right. I'm sure no woman under these circumstances would. It's brilliant of you to see that. I do think the whole thing sounds most excellent. I got badly stuck in the middle of the book when the boy comes down from Oxford, but it worked out all right eventually. Myra sitting on sofa. When shall I be able to read it? I'll send you the proofs. You can help me correct them. 
How divine. I shall feel most important. Would you like a cigarette or anything? No, thank you. I think I'll have a drink. Very well. Give me some plain soda water, then. David going to side table. Hmm, there isn't any ice. Do you mind? Not a bit. David bringing her drink. Here you are. Thank you. She sips it. I wonder where everybody is. Not here, thank God. It must be dreadfully worrying for you having a house full of people. David, having poured himself out of whiskey and soda, sits down by her side. It depends on the people. I have a slight confession to make. Confession? Yes. Do you know why I came down here? Not in the least. I suppose one of us asked you, didn't they? Oh, yes, they asked me, but... Well? I was invited once before, last September. I was in America then. Exactly. How do you mean, exactly? I didn't come. I'm a very determined woman, you know, and I made up my mind to meet you ages ago. That was charming of you. I'm not much to meet, really. You see, I'd read Broken Reeds. Did you like it? Like it? I think it's one of the finest novels I'd ever read. There now. How do you manage to know so much about women? I'm afraid my knowledge of them is sadly superficial. Oh, no. You can't call Evelyn's character superficial. It's amazing. Why are you being so nice to me? Have you got a plan about something? Myra laughing. <laughs> How suspicious you are. I can't help it. You're very attractive, and I'm always suspicious of attractive people, on principle. Not a very good principle. I'll tell you something, strictly between ourselves. Do. You're wrong about me. Wrong? In what way? I write very bad novels. Don't be ridiculous. And you know I do, because you're an intelligent person. I don't know anything of the sort. Tell me why you're being so nice to me. Because I want to be. Why? You're a very clever and amusing man. Splendid. And I think I've rather lost my heart to you. Shall we elope? David. There now. You've called me David. Do you mind? Not at all. I'm not sure that you're being very kind. What makes you think that? You're being rather the cynical author laughing up his sleeve at a gushing admirer. I think you're a very interesting woman, and extremely nice-looking. Do you? Yes. Would you like me to make love to you? Myra rising. Really, I wish you wouldn't say things like that. I've knocked you off your plate. I'll look away for a minute while you climb on to it again. He does so. Myra laughing affectedly. <laughs> this is wonderful. She sits down again, David turning. That's right. Now then. Now then, what? You're adorable. You're magnificent. You're tawny. <laughs> I'm not tawny. Don't argue. 
This is sheer affectation. Affectation's very nice. No, it isn't. It's odious. You mustn't get cross. I'm not in the least cross. Yes, you are. But you're very alluring. Myra perking up. Alluring? Terribly. I can hear your brain clicking. It's very funny. That was rather rude. You've been consistently rude to me for hours. Never mind. Why have you? I'm always rude to people I like. Do you like me? Enormously. How sweet of you. But I don't like your methods. Methods? What methods? You're far too pleasant to occupy yourself with the commonplace. And you spoil yourself by trying to be clever. Thank you. Anyhow, I don't know what you mean by commonplace. You mean you want me to explain? Not at all. Very well, I will. I shan't listen. She stops up her ears. You'll pretend not to, but you'll hear every word, really. Myra sarcastically. You're so inscrutable and quizzical. Just what a feminine psychologist should be. Yes, aren't I? You frighten me dreadfully. Darling. Don't call me darling. That's unreasonable. You've been trying to make me all the evening. Your conceit is outrageous. It's not conceit at all. You've been firmly buttering me up because you want a nice little intrigue. Myra rising. How dare you? David pulling her down again. It's true. It's true. If it weren't, you wouldn't be so angry. I think you're insufferable. David taking her hand. Myra, dear Myra. Myra snatching it away. Don't touch me. Let's have that nice little intrigue. The only reason I've been so annoying is that I love to see things as they are first, and then pretend they're what they're not. Words. Masses and masses of words. They're great fun to play with. I'm glad you think so. Personally, they bore me stiff. David catching her hand again. Myra, don't be statuesque. Let go my hand. You're charming. He gets up and stands close to her. Myra furiously. Let go my hand. I won't. You will? She slaps his face hard and he seizes her in his arms and kisses her. David between kisses. You're perfectly sweet. Myra giving in. David. You must say, it's an entrancing amusement. He kisses her again. Judith appears at the top of the stairs and sees them. They break away. Judith coming down. Forgive me for interrupting. Are there any chocolates in the house? No, David. I should like a chocolate more than anything in the world at the moment. This is a very unpleasant situation, David. David agreeably. Horrible. We'd better talk it all over. Myra making a movement. I shall do nothing of the sort. Please, please don't be difficult. I apologize, Judith. Don't apologize. I quite understand. Please let go of my hand, David. I should like to go to bed. I should stay if I were you. 
It would be more dignified. There isn't any real necessity for a scene. I don't want a scene. I just want to straighten things out. Very well. Go ahead. June has always been an unlucky month for me. Look here, Judith. I'd like to explain one thing. Judith austerely. I don't wish to hear any explanations or excuses. They're so cheapening. This was bound to happen sooner or later. It always does, to everybody. The only thing is to keep calm. I am, perfectly. Judith sharply. There's such a thing as being too calm. I'm sorry, dear. Life has dealt me another blow, but I don't mind. What did you say? Judith crossly. I said life had dealt me another blow, but I didn't mind. Rubbish. Judith gently. You're probably irritable, dear, because you're in the wrong. It's quite usual. Now, Judith. Shh. Let me speak. It is my right. I don't see why. Judith surprised. I am the injured party, am I not? Injured? Judith firmly. Yes, extremely injured. David contemptuously. Injured? Your attitude, David, is nothing short of deplorable. It's all nonsense. Sheer, unbridled nonsense. No, David. You can't evade the real issues as calmly as that. I've known for a long time. I've realized subconsciously for years that you've stopped caring for me in... that way. David irritably. What do you mean, that way? Judith with a wave of the hand. Just that way. It's rather tragic, but quite inevitable. I'm growing old now. Men don't grow old like women, as you'll find to your cost, Myra, in a year or two. David has retained his youth astonishingly, perhaps because he has had fewer responsibilities and cares than I. This is all ridiculous hysteria. David looking at her and not liking her very much. No, Myra. Judith is right. What are we to do? Myra furious. Do nothing! Judith ignoring her. Do you love her truly, David? Madly. Myra astounded. David? David intensely. You thought just now that I was joking. Couldn't you see that all my flippancy was only a mask, hiding my real emotions? Crushing them down desperately? Myra scared. But, David, I... I knew it. The time has come for the dividing of the ways. What on earth do you mean? I mean that I am not the sort of woman to hold a man against his will. You're both making a mountain out of a molehill. David doesn't love me madly and I don't love him. It's... Shh! You do love him. I can see it in your eyes, in your every gesture. David, I give you to her, freely and without rancor. We must all be good friends, always. Judith, do you mean this? Judith with a melting look. You know I do. How can we ever repay you? Just by being happy. I may leave this house later on. 
I have a feeling that its associations may become painful, especially in the autumn. Look here, Judith. Judith's shouting her down. October is such a mournful month in England. I think I shall probably go abroad. Perhaps a pension somewhere in Italy with cypresses in the garden. I've always loved cypresses. What about the children? We must share them, dear. I'll pay you exactly half the royalties I receive from everything, Judith. Judith bowing her head. That's very generous of you. You have behaved magnificently. This is a crisis in our lives. And thanks to you... Myra almost shrieking. Judith! I will speak! I... Shh! Myra, darling. We owe it to Judith to keep control of our emotions. A scene would be agonizing for her now. She has been brave and absolutely splendid throughout. Let's not make things harder for her than we can help. Come, we'll go out into the garden. I will not go out into the garden. Judith twisting her handkerchief. Please go. I don't think I can bear any more just now. So this is the end, Judith? Yes, my dear. The end. They shake hands sadly. Simon enters violently from the garden. Mother, mother, I've got something important to tell you. Judith smiling bravely. Very well, dear. Where's Sorrel? In the library, I'm afraid. Simon opening library door. Sorrel, come out. I've got something vital to tell you. David fatherly. You seem excited, my boy. What has happened? Sorrel entering with Sandy. What's the matter? I wish you wouldn't all look so depressed. It's good news. Good news? I thought perhaps Jackie had been drowned. No, Jackie hasn't been drowned. She's been something else. Simon, what do you mean? Simon calling. Jackie! Jackie! Jackie enters coyly from the garden. She has become engaged to me. Judith in heartfelt tones. Simon! Good heavens! Simon, my dear! Oh, this is too much! She cries a little. What on earth are you crying about, Mother? Judith picturesquely. All my chicks leaving the nest. Now I shall have only my memories left. Jackie, come and kiss me. Jackie goes to her. You must promise to make my son happy. Jackie worried. But... Mrs. Bliss. Shh. I understand. I have not been a mother for nothing. Jackie wildly. But it's not true. We don't... You're trying to spare my feelings, I know. Myra furiously. Well, I'm not going to spare your feelings or anyone else's. You're the most infuriating set of hypocrites I've ever seen. This house is a complete featherbed of false emotions. You're posing, self-centered egotist, and I'm sick to death of you. Myra! Don't speak to me. I've been working up for this. Only every time I've opened my mouth, I've been mowed down by theatrical effects. You haven't got one sincere or genuine feeling among the lot of you. 
You're artificial to the point of lunacy. It's a great pity you ever left the stage, Judith. It's your rightful home. You can rant and roar there as much as ever you like. Rant and roar? May God forgive you. And let me tell you this. Simon, interrupting. I'm not going to allow you to say another word to Mother. You ought to be ashamed Let of yourself. Let me speak. I will be stopped. Never again. Never as long as I live. In the middle of the pandemonium of everyone talking at once, Richard comes in from the garden. He looks extremely apprehensive, imagining that the noise is the outcome of Judith's hysterical confession of their lukewarm passion. He goes to Judith's side, summoning all his diplomatic forces. At his entrance, everyone stops talking. Richard, with forced calm. What's happened? Is this a game? Judith's face gives a slight twitch. Then, with a meaning look at Sorrel and Simon, she answers him. Judith, with spirit. Yes, and a game that must be played to the finish. Simon, grasping the situation. Zara, what does this mean? Judith in bell-like tones. So many illusions shattered, so many dreams trodden in the dust. David collapsing onto the sofa in hysterics. <laughs> love's whirlwind, dear old love's whirlwind. I don't understand. You and Victor? My God! Hush! Isn't that little Pam crying? Simon, savagely. She'll cry more, poor mite, when she realizes her mother is a... Judith, shrieking. Don't say it! Don't say it! Spare her that. I've given you all that makes life worth living. My youth, my womanhood, and now my child. Would you tear the very heart out of me? I tell you, it's infamous that men like you should be allowed to pollute society. You have ruined my life. I have nothing left. Nothing. God in heaven, where am I to turn for help? Sorrel through clenched teeth. Is this true? Answer me, is this true? Judith wailing. Yes, yes. Sorrel springing at Simon. You cur! Judith rushing between them. Don't strike! He is your father! She totters and falls in a dead faint. Myra, Jackie, Richard, and Sandy look on, dazed and aghast. Curtain, end of Act Two.